FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. intro is actually matching the person and the voice. That's right. AK here, Andrea K, a dynamite and a dress. I bust through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night, except I wasn't here every night last week because I was on a week. I took a week off and completely unplugged on vacation. And I'm when I tell you unplugged, I mean I really unplugged. I mean I put my phone in the safe of where I was staying and didn't pull it out. I did not, I felt like I I worked with my team here, the Crack AK team, and we got it all set to go for me to be gone. Hopefully you enjoyed the amazing fill-in guests that I think we had every night of the week. Each one was picked because we think that they brought something special and unique, a different vision to each of the topics and expertise to each of the topics, and we hope that you enjoyed them as much as we enjoyed working with them and getting them set up to go. I know I've gotten great feedback regarding each of the fill-in guests and I just want to thank each and every one of them, Morgan Murtaugh, Brittany Hughes, Kurt Schlichter, America Sheriff David Clark, and Julia Rivera. Thank you all, each and every one of you, for taking time out of your busy schedules and your, your busy work routines and all the other media that you do and taking time for me and filling in for me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you to everybody here at the station and, of course, the man who really, uh, the, the grease behind the wheel, who did it with his orange stained fingers, it's DJ Carrot Sticks. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I'm back. I'm back. Be right back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so nice to see you in that chair, Andrew. Oh. Okay. I missed you. Thanks, I missed you too. I thought about bringing you back a gift, but it's like, you know... What what can I bring you? I, I'm not going to tell everybody where I was because I don't want to reveal my whereabouts and, and who I was hanging out with. But, you know, it's like, you know where I went, DJ Six. What was I going to do? Bring you back a big bottle, bottle of vanilla? I mean, come on. <laughs> that wasn't going to well, I'm sure they sell Cheez-Its internationally. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Although they're, ne- they're not really the same. It's kind of like if you get a soft drink, a soda in another country, the, di- the different manufacturing plants it just never tastes the same tastes the same anyway at least that's my excuse for not bringing you back anything other than myself well, um, thank you that's the best gift ever well thanks for missing me 888-344-1170 i've missed all of you guys so much everybody who listens in their car listens and watches on facebook live on twitter and the second i got back and posted on facebook asking for everybody to catch me up like what's been happening you guys immediately chimed in i would love to hear from you guys tonight on anything you want to talk about uh, it seemed as though when I came back and tried to catch up, which is really hard with a 24-hour news cycle right now and seven days a week, it seems as though what's news is not really news because it's really just more of a continuation of the insanity that's been going on on the left. I come back to find out that the mainstream media, if you can consider BuzzFeed mainstream media, um, but BuzzFeed, the people who who published the dossier, which was nothing but lies and put it forth as though it was fact. And we don't have any, we don't have journalism anymore. We don't have any media anymore. So I come back to find out the first story that I hear coming back is that BuzzFeed published a report claiming 
an unsourced, not naming who, where they got the information from, claiming that there was evidence. Evidence. Evidence means that you can go into a court of law and produce proof that something's happened. They said that there was evidence that Donald Trump, the president of the United States, is a born perjury, had instructed Cohen to lie to Congress. This, of course, being an impeachable offense. Uh, most, most people that, you know, really are aware of what's going on, you know, smelled a rat there and said, you know, you know, based upon the history here, that it couldn't possibly be true. And, of course, Mueller himself, the, the fact that it didn't, it didn't smell true, didn't stop anybody in the mainstream media from reporting that if this happened, that he should be impeached. Because it doesn't, the facts don't matter anymore. They don't care about evidence. They don't care about proof. All they care about is getting Donald Trump. So immediately, right off the bat, they're, they're equivocating. Because they know that, that it hasn't been sourced and they don't have any evidence. So Robert Mueller does something extraordinary and says, well, you know, that this isn't true. And what is, what's the media's response? Not to say, well, you know, not to, do, not to do a correction, which is what media used to do if they made a mistake in a report. And, of course, in the old days, they would print the retractions in the back page and hope nobody saw it. But now, now what they do, now that the game is, even if you get caught in flat-out lies— to somehow justify it, to say, well, it doesn't really matter if we get the specifics right. What really matters is the overall impression. What really matters is what we're trying to do for America. What really matters is it doesn't matter if Trump really committed this particular crime. What really matters is we've got, we've got a guy that is this or that. So on top of that game being played with BuzzFeed, the same exact thing then happens with a group of high school kids. Same thing. The media starts reporting something as though it's fact-based, as though there's actual evidence of something, as though there's actual proof that a bunch of Catholic conservative kids from a Catholic school went and, and, and surrounded an old American Indian veteran and harassed him and harangued him and behaved in an abhorrent manner. And then when the proof came out that that wasn't true, they then had to shift. They had to shift and say, well, you know, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't really matter, you know, if, if the, these kids really did it. The fact that they, and in fact, here, you want to hear how absolutely insane the left is at this point. Here's how it got twisted. When, when the mainstream media did the same thing as BuzzFeed and got caught, they can't admit that they were wrong. They still have to hold to their agenda, hold to their belief system, hold to their narrative in spite of no evidence. So here's how it shifted. As this one person said, here's the thing about Covenant Catholic schoolboy. He didn't shout. He didn't rage. He didn't threaten. He did not even lift a finger because he's not even 20 years old and he already knows he never has to. He just stood there with his smirk, the line sealing his white privilege. In other words, they had it, it, the, the evidence was so to the contrary of what, of what they were putting out there that they then had to twist to make non-bad behavior, bad behavior. In order to do what? In order to demonize, in order to paint and smear, to Kavanaugh these kids. They Kavanaugh these kids. Nobody could say the slightest little criticism of these Parkland students who were put on buses, paid for probably by the taxpayers, sent to D.C., were given an audience with the President of the United States. Nobody could say a word against them, but it's okay on no basis whatsoever to issue death threats, to call these little Catholic kids the nastiest, foulest language possible 
including a word that would get you fired from any job you got by a liberal, the F word against homosexuals. Every bit of that is okay and it's justified. We even had a U.S. congressman come out and say that, this, that this, these Catholic kids were so bad that it's time, because they were wearing MAGA hats, that it's time to crack down and stop any teenager from being allowed to wear that hat until we, quote, figure out what's going on. So we got a U.S. congressman wanting to crack down on speech? But the worst thing about all of this for me is that it's clear with this instance that conservative Catholic, especially white kids, are no longer allowed to exercise their right to assemble, their right of free speech. It's okay to hurl hate What the left wants criminalized, by the way, hate speech. Uh, and, and the black kids were called, were, the black kids, uh, the, these Hebrew Israelites, black Hebrew Israelites, actually said to the black conservative kids that they should have, they should have their organs harvested. Where is the media, mainstream media outrage and endless looping of that video? It's, it's clear the kids promoting gun control can be criticized. And on top of that, if you're, if you're a kid from Parkland, you can not only get, get to pre, be provided the shield to where you can say whatever you want. You can, do, you can threaten whoever you want. You can try to destroy Laura Ingram if you want. You can even get, if you're, if you're a liberal kid, Pushing a liberal agenda, you can even get into Harvard when your SAT scores are lower than my shoe size. But the sad thing about everything that I just described, these new rules, as well as the mainstream media lying, is that these new rules are not even apparently written just by the liberals. We had never Trumpers piling in on these kids. And even after the videos came out showing the truth that those kids went there and had a right to be there, and why they were there was that they were marching for life, which they had every right to do. That it was these, these uh, what were they called? These Hebrew, black he- Hebrew Israelites were the ones chanting nasty to them. I think DJ Carrot Sticks has, has a little clip here that I want to play. Your president is a homosexual. Who cares? I got you. Your president is a homosexual. That America is not a real country. You understand that? On the back of the court system, in God we trust. On the back of your dollar bill, it says, in God we trust. But you give back its rights. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I hadn't seen any endless loops about these dudes all over the media. No, they get a pass. They're considered victims and these little white kids who they were screaming at. And so what happened was they were screaming and hurling the nastiest, most foul hate speech at these kids. And the kids were just, you know, chanting back and just like basically ignoring them, just really maintaining their composure, which I couldn't have done if I, if I was a high school kid. So then this Indian dude, Nathan Phillips, who, who currently right now there's investigations. People want to know because he's being accused of, of lying and stolen valor, saying he was some recon ranger if there was such a thing. And he's not even old enough to have served in Vietnam. This is a man who, who reportedly has, has caused incidents and created problems with gr- mobs of other kids in the past. He decides to come over and get in the face of these white kids and beat the drum in his face. I, I wouldn't have been that calm. I don't know about you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Some old dude had gotten in my face like that in high school, and I would have told him what I told a lot of dudes back getting a little too forward with me. You got three seconds to turn around and step in the other direction, or I'm going to take that thing out of your hand and hit you over the head with it, old man. He was the harasser. He was the harasser. And then he went and lied 
Because evidently, however old he is, he's too stupid to realize that there's Google and there's people with phones everywhere to capture the truth. The truth of what went down. Saying he lied and said they surrounded him and they threatened him. Every bit of it lies. I don't know who bears more shame to this. Maybe it's that maybe it's the Catholic diocese that decided afterwards they were going to investigate the students. My message to the parents is just make sure they're not alone when they're being investigated. We're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to pick up the story on the other side. Where, and then we're going to actually shift gears. Because the greatest threat to our country, the left wants you to believe that it's young white men. But it's really not. And the West better wake up to what the real threat is. We're going to talk about that when we get back. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here, recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley, is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walters' book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. After record highs in the stock market, we're feeling the rumblings of a market correction. Dennis Prager here. Don't be caught unaware. Protect your hard-earned money so you can have the retirement you've always dreamed of having. Call W.L. Roth & Associates. They're focused on helping you keep the money you've worked so hard to save and grow. They'll take away the risk of investing while giving you all the upside of the returns. You can't control the market, but W.L. Roth & Associates help you control your investments. Schedule your complimentary consultation with W.L. Roth & Associates. Find out how to guarantee you won't lose any money with market corrections. Call 858-673-7574. That's 858-673-7574. Or go to WLRothAssociates.com. W.L. Roth & Associates, your partner for success. 858-673-7574. Specializing in IRA, 401k conversion, revocable trust planning, and how to build a tax-free nest egg for retirement without risk. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. 
text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-1-1 to 85850. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. I'm so glad to be back with you guys after my vacation. I got a little added pep in my step and a little added weight around the waistline. I might have eaten a little too much on my vacation. But, hey, that's what vacations are for, right? And I get back into the game this week as I'm back doing my show. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about uh, the group of people that evidently the left thinks is the greatest threat that faces America today, the young white Catholic conservative male who, you know, who, who dares to exercise his right to assemble and write a free speech and actually cares about life. The real threat that we face is one that that, uh, took down some Twin Towers a few years ago. Remember that? Everybody says, oh, hashtag never forget. Well, we've really have forgotten. We've really forgotten when we've elected a couple anti-Semitic congresswomen, uh, one or both swore their allegiance on the Quran, have lied, uh, many people call them the Hamas caucus, lied about uh, their their beliefs and whether or not they support BDS and other things. We've got one of my favorite books that I ever read was called While Europe Slept. And it was about the threat of radical Islam through multiculturalism and open borders and, and how Europe has gone by the wayside. And that is where we are going. And I'm pleased. It's a subject we don't talk about enough. Americans, we are asleep in this country. Fortunately, there are some people like my next guest, John Guendola. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He's been on the show before. He's the president and founder of Understanding the Threat. And he's actually got a new TV show coming out I'm excited to hear about. But he's here to talk about um, uh, the threat that we face, which is not a young white Catholic males, is it, John? No, it's not. And thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for being here. Let's refresh everybody's memory on what the real threat is that faces the United States. Well, uh, certainly what you just referenced, um, I think, is a threat when a a country allows the killing of a million of its most innocent. uh, I would say that's a threat to the society. But from a national security threat standpoint, uh, the most immediate threat we face is from the organized Islamic movement here domestically, which uh, has a massive infrastructure and uh, primarily led by the U.S. Muslim Brotherhood. But their objectives Mm -hmm. that they have openly stated in their bylaws are the same objectives as uh, the Islamic State, Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, and Islamic Jihad across the planet. And we cannot even get – several years ago I was at the annual Act for America, Brigitte Gabriel's group. I was at her conference in Washington, and we had so many amazing speakers like um, you know Mike Pompeo come and, and discuss the threat that we face. And um, it, you know it, multiple people within that little delegation that we met with had tried, had been trying to get the Muslim Brotherhood declared a terrorist organization. And we still can't get our U.S. government on board with that, John. Well, no, we can't. But I think a big, uh, the biggest issue when it comes to dealing with this threat is, number one, an honest discussion about the threat and how they're actually doing what they're doing. So in the United States and in Europe, a huge focus of their effort is in the nonviolent realm. So this is much more a counterintelligence espionage issue than it is a merely a violent uh, terrorism issue. And, and let me just say very quickly, 
when Mr. Trump was elected president, the we know that the Muslim Brotherhood in February after the inauguration, their senior leaders of the International Muslim Brotherhood in an Egyptian newspaper detailed how they paid $5 million to U.S. lobby firms to lobby Congress uh, so that the Muslim Brotherhood would be portrayed um, as a as a simply a moderate political organization and not as a terrorist group. And part of what they said was, number one, Mrs. Clinton uh, and her staff aided in this process. And by the way, the spokesman for the International Muslim Brotherhood, Gahad al-Haddad, was the director of the Clinton Foundation in Egypt. So that is a seems to be a realistic possibility. And then they said there would be newspaper articles written to debunk the idea that the Brotherhood is a terrorist group. And, of course, we see in February 2017 and January and March articles written in major U.S. media outlets, uh, including one by Gahad al-Haddad, saying the Muslim Brotherhood is not a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. And the evidence is two years later they're still not designated. So th- this worked. Right. This well, a, yeah, it, this it's how they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, right now we've got a weaponized FBI and DOJ going after the president for, you know, chasing witches over some supposed Russian collusion, when which was really, you know, the only collusion involving Russia was Hillary Clinton with the Uranium One deal. And when she was, you know, setting up businesses over there with the Russian reset that then just paid the Clinton Foundation money and, and her husband was speaking fees. And we're all, what we're also seeing is collusion with Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration and Obama himself colluding with bad actors in in governments and organizations that want to destroy us from within. The Muslim Brotherhood had as their manifesto that their goal was to replace the U.S. Constitution with the Quran. We had and we have have elements of the Muslim Brotherhood that have infiltrated every area of our U.S. government. And when we had somebody like Michelle Bachman want to speak up about it, we even had Republicans shout her down and tell her, oh, you're we can't be Islamophobic and this and that. We are that they are they are taking us over from within and using our own sentiments and our own um, the, the Muslim Brotherhood and CARE and ISNA and all these organizations are just as good as the liberals in this country of play, playing the shame game on us. If we want to seal the border, we must hate brown people. If we want to protect ourselves against Islamic terror, then we're Islamophobes and we hate Muslims. I think one of the most clever things that they do every time there's a terrorist attack, John, is they bring CARE and other organizations immediately to the microphones and start acting as though Muslims in this country are the victims. Oh, don't you rush to judgment to blame Islam now. And we got to be concerned about our Muslim American people here that they don't receive any backlash. Man, you just, you just really nailed it. And uh, when we discuss care, we're talking about Hamas because that is a, it's Hamas, a terrorist organization doing business as the council on American Islamic relations I encourage your uh, listeners who doubt to go to our website at understandthreat.com and just hit the Kara's Hamas uh, button there on the homepage, and you'll see uh, we've got evidence listed out. But what you're saying is absolutely right. And what is lacking is one leader in the United States of America willing to say that what is being taught to 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds in U.S. Islamic schools is what ISIS and al-Qaeda say are requirements of Islam. 
that the duties, I mean, they teach 12-year-olds at U.S. Islamic schools that it's a duty to wage jihad uh, in Islam. There are three duties. One of them is jihad. Mm-hmm. And so why, why are we not just simply asking Islamic leaders, if you're so daggone peaceful, why at all of your Islamic schools and mosques are you teaching this? What, what ISIS and al-Qaeda teach it? I think these are fair questions. And the reason is they, they have to teach it because that's what Islam is mm-hmm. and it's what it requires. Yeah, and uh, they've, the, they have successfully, the Islamists have successfully used our religious freedoms and our religious protections against us. Uh, I, Richard Pearl was taken off investigations that, that invi- he believes that he could have stopped the San Bernardino terrorist attack if he had been allowed to continue his investigations into the mosques because he tied together the mosques like here in San Diego and around the country uh, to those terrorist attacks. And, and Rick Santorum in the 2016 primaries, uh, the Republican primaries for, for president, was the only one to say that really ultimately what we need to do in this country is we need to declare Islam a political ideology, not a religion. Until we do, we're not going to be able to rout them out. We're not going to be able to investigate and go into the, these mosques and be able to dig it out. We're not going to be able to get some of these these people out of our schools uh, and out of our government. Meanwhile, so we've got we've got Islamic Jihad coming on a variety of fronts. We've got the ones that ISIS that want to take us over, you know, and cut our heads off or, you know, fly planes into buildings. We've also got uh, Jihad in the form of creeping Sharia. But we've also got Epic Times has an article out today because everybody's still talking about this border crisis, John. And Epic Times has an article out today that says every day an average of 10 known or suspected terrorists are prevented from entering the United States. Um, on top of that, 3,000, quote, special interest aliens are apprehended at the, south, apprehended at the southwest border, uh, 3,000 last year. And these uh, special interest aliens are coming from the Middle East, South Asia, North Africa, where these terrorist groups operate. Yet, we still, yet we're still arguing over a dang border wall. Well, the only people, I think at some point we have to say that the Democrat Party is an enemy of the United States of America and be very clear about it. This is the, besides the the fact that they they promote, they don't just support, they promote, you know, the killing of a million unborn. They promote the legacy of Margaret Sanger and killing undesirables, the infirmed, those who are uh, aged, they support killing them, but they also support the terrorists. Mm -hmm. They support the jihadis. They support the Marxist movement. We now know from the WikiLeaks, from the information we have, from actual investigations, the Marxists and the jihadis are working together, and the Democrat Party is right in front. This is the party, Mm -hmm. the DNC, whose number two guy was a jihadi congressman, Keith Ellison, who's now the attorney general. This is a guy whose closest friends are Hamas leaders in the United States, and he still works directly with them. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about the FBI and DOJ failing, this is catastrophic failure. You've got members of Congress directly, I mean, the the work of Trevor Loudon and showing that congressmen and senators working with communist leaders overseas, members of the Communist Party in the United States, this is sedition and treason. Yeah. And it, this is, but this is the party that is driving that whole train.
Well, I thank you so much for, for the work that you're doing. We've got to keep discussing this and getting this out in front of the American people so that they wake up to realize there's so much information we're getting hit with every day, and we cannot take our eye off the ball with this. Uh, John's got his new TV show at uh, WVWTV.com, and the focus is on the Muslim Brotherhood Network and the operations here in the U.S., and everybody needs to stay informed on this issue and go watch John's show. And thank you, John, for being here, and hopefully we'll get you back real soon. Thanks very much. Appreciate it, Andrew. Thank you. All right. Now, stay tuned. We come back. We're going to continue the conversation about the border. Rachel Bovard is going to be here to talk about that. Did Trump make a big mistake? Did we vote for Trump and get Jeb? Rachel Bovard will answer. Don't go away. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. You know when you have about a billion things to do today and then you realize you're out of whatever it is that you really need and next day shipping isn't going to cut it because you really need it in like an hour. Yeah, that's when you turn to Office Depot Office Max. Buy what you need online at officedepot.com or on our app and pick it up in store for free in just one hour so you can get back to whatever else is lurking on your to-do list. Hurry in and save on tax software. Save today at Office Depot Office Max. Offer expires January 26, 2019. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her Mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Areas offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. We know how much you value your child's education. We also know how hard it can be to balance the importance of that education with the cost. That's why our half-price tuitions are back. The Answer San Diego is once again partnering with top-quality private schools to offer half-price tuition for the fall semester. Now you can give your child an excellent academic and arts education in a supportive private school environment for half the regular price. Simply log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com for the complete list of schools. There are tuitions for preschool to high school, all at half off. When you find the school you like, give us a call at 844-800-5757. When you call, you can put the half-price tuition on your credit card. It's that easy. Then your child will be set for the fall semester in a great private school for 
for half the regular tuition. Call 844-800-5757 for all the details or log on to TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, 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 I'm back. That's right, after a week of vacation, a week of eating all, a week of eating all kinds of stuff. Glad to be with you guys. 888-344-1170. Uh, the, a lot of people are questioning President Trump's strategy here. Did he make a mistake when he offered uh, DACA protections? Uh, Ann Coulter tweeted out, we voted for Trump and we got Jeb. Some people are saying, well, wait a second now. President Trump is being very strategic because he's pointing out that the Democrats, they don't care what he offers. They are just going to say no to anything. Um, I'm not really sure I've got the answer, but I think my next guest knows the right way to be negotiating this and whether or not Trump did the right thing. It's Rachel Bovard. She's been on many times before. She's the senior director of policy at the Conservative Partnership Institute. And you can also read her blog posts, which are excellent. Uh, one of which she's got right now is called Trump is Right, Congress Needs to Do Its Job. And you can read it at amgreatness.com. Hey, Rachel, welcome back to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. All right. So um, uh, your thoughts. Did, tr- did Trump make a mistake when he offered these DACA protections? Well, I think it's an opening salvo. I and mean, we've seen this from President Trump before. This is very similar to the deal that he tried to cut with Democrats actually back in January of last year. And that was during the Schumer shutdown and Democrats rejected it then. Uh, so I'm not sure he's going to make a ton of headway. But look, I think he's trying to get them to come to the table. Uh, I think that's the right move. Unfortunately, Republicans in Congress aren't helping him. Uh, this is ultimately a congressional deal, right? They have to pass a bill to reopen the government uh, and and fund the border wall. They have shown no inclination to do so. So you've got President Trump out there sort of swinging in the wind. And I think this is his attempt to actually jumpstart some action in Congress, uh, which would be new. We haven't seen that in the last month. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not. Basically, I think it's been pretty clear. It's been exposed. Anybody who had any, any doubts before, uh, I think the American people are realizing because the American people were frustrated. You know, they, they gave the House back to the Republicans in 2010. The House, the excuse then was, well, we got to have the Senate. So then they were given the Senate in 2014. Then the excuse says, well, we got Obama in the White House. He's just going to veto anything we put forth. Well, then we've got all branches of government and they still couldn't get anything done. And the excuse from the Senate was, well, we got to filibuster proof. We can't, you know, and then, well, Trump's like, well, you could go to a straight majority. Oh, no, we can't do that. It's excuse, excuse, excuse. We basically have a one-party system neither party they they are out on the campaign trail talking about how they want border security but as you well point out well in your article uh, it's talking about it ain't getting it done neither party is really prepared to do anything and i think and i don't know that trump uh, i agree with also in your article and i said last week that i think it would be a mistake for president trump to declare a national emergency not just because it won't work but because we need to respect the way our government is supposed to work legislator is supposed to legislate. He's not supposed to be using the the power of the pen to get it done. And hopefully he's going to force Congress to do its job. The problem that I fear with that, though, is that we do have one party and neither one really wants to secure the border. So is it ever going to get done? Well, I think that's an open question. And I think, you know, as you point out, I think that's actually been a helpful thing about this shutdown is that it's really clarified this point that you have Republicans who have run for decades on being the party of strong border security who won't lift a finger uh, to help President Trump on this issue. You have a Senate right now that has taken four cloture votes uh, or procedural votes on a Middle East security bill. 
In my opinion, the Republican majority in the Senate should have been hammering Senate Democrats with immigration votes all month. They should have been voting yep. on, you know, sanctuary defunding sanctuary cities. They should have been voting on, uh, you know, border enhanced border security bills, uh, Kate's law. All of these things should have been put on the Senate floor and, and forced Democrats to take a position on it. But instead, uh, Mitch McConnell has moved the Senate on to completely different things. So you're seeing a gulf right now between Trump is really pushing on this issue, right, who's, who's mm-hmm. standing up for strong border security, and Republicans in Congress who give rhetorical lip service to it but actually mm-hmm. haven't come through and helped him out. And I think this is President Trump's his latest offer, I think, is Trump you know, j- trying to jumpstart Congress to get them to actually work. Right. And, you know, and I don't necessarily have a problem, I, you know, with what he offered for DACA because I said, here's, here's the compromise I would accept from DACA. They get to stay in this country legally, but they get nothing. They're never, ever allowed to become a citizen in this country. They're never, ever, ever allowed to vote in this country. And they receive not one dime in taxpayer assistance of any kind. If they are willing to stay under the, and there's no reunification of anybody that they know, any extended family, third cousin removed being brought into this country because they're so desperate to have, you know, a fourth cousin, whatever, you know, uh, Miranda come to join them. And if they want to stay under those terms and conditions, and that includes not even getting any in-state tuition deals, if they want to stay in this country under those conditions, fine. That's the extent of the compromise. And basically all Trump did was, you won't have to look over your shoulder for three years, you know, from ICE, but he didn't offer really much of anything else. Um, I'm kind of glad to see the stalemate. One of the things I'm not really hearing a whole lot of people talk about is that, you know, maybe it's time. Um, I'm, I've got, I've got, my mother worked for the federal government for 40 years, every department that you can think of. And one of the things that I learned is that you could probably slash each department 90% and not have the American people miss anything. And instead of the victimizing these 800,000 workers that are supposedly, you know, at home not receiving a check, instead of asking about what, who's missing checks, we need to, the American people, taxpayers, Rachel, should be asking, are we really missing them? Because if we're not, maybe it's time to release them. And when the government gets back up, they'll get back pay, a uh, little severance. And maybe they need to go and compete for a job like the rest of us. Because I know firsthand that they're getting paid way more than their counterparts in the private sector, which used to not be the case. The benefits that they're getting are way too much compared to the, their private sector counterparts. And maybe they might have a little bit more appreciation for the taxpayers if they actually had to get out and compete. Well, I think it's an interesting point that doesn't often get raised is that this shutdown, 70 percent of the government is funded. It's that 30 percent that is not. Uh, and, you know, I think that's why people aren't missing as many services as they would otherwise. But so look, there's we're moving forward. The, the country is ticking onward, even though 30 percent of the government has technically not been working uh, since December 21st. So those get paid. Uh, they will always historically they do get back pay. But I think, again, it's maybe time for the reassessment that you're talking about to say, hmm, are we really missing these services from the government? Would, you, would anyone even notice? Yeah. And, and another idea that I had today was um, I've, I've seen that, you know, uh, today is Martin Luther King Day. And there was some areas, I think, in the Atlanta that were part maybe of Parks and Rec or, or some type of monument area. And I, I think it was Dallas. Uh, might have been, might have been Delta Airlines wrote a check for like seventy thousand dollars to to keep it open so that they could have remembrance and celebrations there today for MLK. Shouldn't so much? How much of these non-essential workers that involve things like from Department of Interior and Parks and Rec? How much of that should really be funded by the private sector anyway? If you care so much, I don't go to these these national parks, but if other people do, then maybe kind of like Planned Parenthood. Why is taxpayer money being used for everything? You know, maybe maybe the solution. 
solution is, is to take some of this away from federal government and have it be privately funded. Well, that's what you're seeing across the country. We're seeing it in D.C. as well. Uh, trash collection at National Monuments is now being taken up and funded uh, by private donations. You saw this, again, with the GoFundMe page for the wall. Individual citizens contributing, you know, over a million dollars to fund the border wall. I mean, seeing a lot of America is known for philanthropy, its generosity of spirit. And I really think that comes out at times like these. Um, and that's what we want as conservatives. We want people to be taking responsibility uh, for their country uh, and showing up to clean up their neighborhoods and, and help each other. And, you know, it's a little bit of the shutdown, I think, that's been uh, an encouragement to those of us who always were always wondering if America is, is not doing well. But I think uh, we take care of each other. And, and you're seeing that on display. Well, yeah. And, and maybe maybe some of the good that will come out of it is people will see because the left has done such a good job in, in changing the culture of the country and changing Americans into, into wanting to, thinking that government is good and that the solution for everything is government and government, you know, can actually can actually do a good job of managing the healthcare system when they can't manage a DMV that may be seeing that, you know what, the world's not going to come to an end if, you know, if the federal government isn't controlling, you know, uh, the rest stop on the Highway 5 going north, you know, in the bathroom facilities. And, and by the way, the federal government's probably, you know, spending too much money every year to do it when the private sector could do it for pennies. Well, the one thing we know the government is supposed to be doing is border security. And I think you're really highlighting the difference between the two. The essential part of the government is is border security, and that is not what's being funded. All of the other parts are not as essential, right? All of the national park cleanup and and all these things that we've seen now that hasn't been funded for over a month and we haven't crashed into the sea. But border security, we see over 60,000 people trying to come into this country every day illegally, uh, and even more than that, doing so successfully. Those are just the ones we know are stopped. So that is an essential service that needs to be funded. And I think until that is addressed, you're going to see the shutdown continue. Yeah, and absolutely. And I think that Trump is smart. I think he understands and remembers. It hasn't been too long since he was put into office with with crowds of 30,000 people chanting, you know, build the wall and seal the border because, you know, he was he cares about the angel families and, and uh, not just the ones that were permanently separated from their loved ones, but all the families of, of children and women that had been raped and molested and, and more. So much so that the polling is still on the side of President Trump and still believe that it and actually believe that it's a border crisis. I think in your article, you might have mentioned that it's like 79 percent of the American people. Yeah, over 79 percent of the American people believe we have a crisis at the border. So this is something we can't pretend isn't happening. Uh, The American people know it's happening. It's Congress that is for years pretended that it's not. So we know there's a huge crisis at the border. among Republicans, over half of them feel a physical barrier like a wall should be part of any deal. Uh, so this is something that Americans know is happening, and they elect people to deal with it. Uh, and finally, we are, are being forced to have a national conversation about our border enforcement, about illegal immigration, and how we can get a handle on it. Uh, if anything is coming out of this shutdown, it's allowed us to actually talk about something that for years politicians have been trying to pretend like it doesn't exist. But yeah. Trump is making them talk about it. Well, he is. And one of the, the most brilliant ways that he's doing it is with his tweets. You know, I have loved some of his tweets from uh, calling out, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi today. I think it was on his tweet saying, you know, if, if walls are so immoral, Nancy... You know, how come you haven't been calling for the wall to be torn down in San Diego? Or it might have not been in his tweet. It might have been in his address to the nation in which he said, if walls are so immoral, then how come so many politicians have them around their homes and rely on them? Uh, you know, it's like the the DNC convention spent how much money in building walls around, uh, around their convention. So I think Trump has, for one, we got one man 
We got one man in our government that's standing up for us in border security, and and God bless him because I think he's doing all he can, and I hope that he stands firm, and I hope that he gets some of those Republicans because I think there's some Democrats that may be starting to crack, like Manchin and a few others, and that's really where they need to be putting the pressure on him. I'll give you the final thought on that, Rachel Bovard. No, I think that's absolutely right. I think Democrat hypocrisy is becoming very evident uh, the longer this goes on. And I do think the more votes you have on this issue, if we can continue to have votes on border security and immigration, if Congress does its job, you're going to start to see those Democrat defections. But that requires congressional Republicans to have a stiff upper lip and force Democrats into that corner. Hopefully, Trump's latest offer will give them the energy they need to get this across the finish line. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Rachel Bovard, she's the Senior Director of Policy at Conservative Partnership Institute. And again, her articles are at amgreatness.com. Thanks, Rachel. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Now, stay tuned because we are going to end the day by talking about MLK Day today. I didn't hear as much about it as I usually do. Um, But I've got some thoughts on that that I want to share with you guys. And if you've got anything you want to share with me, 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Hi, this is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar, a certified electrical contractor. Start the new year off right. 2019 is the last year to get the 30% federal tax credit. Your family should take full advantage of the 30% tax credit while it's still available. Let 2019 be the year you and your family go solar. You can produce your own electricity from the sun. Stop paying the escalating prices of the power company. Get a 25-year warranty turnkey solar panel system with top-of-the-line 360-watt panels and in-phase microinverters. This includes a per-panel online monitoring system standard on all installed Keegan Electric Solar Panel systems. Let Keegan Electric Solar answer any questions you might have about any of your solar needs. Give Keegan Electric Solar a call at 619-742-8376. That's 619-742-8376. Or visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. The best source for getting the news is still the newspaper, Larry Elder here. But our local papers have a bias, a slant that colors their stories and leaves you feeling either mad or depressed. Well, read an issue of the Epic Times newspaper, a paper cut from the mold of unbiased reporting with articles on more than just political name-calling and posturing. The Epic Times gives you news the other sources fail to report, national and international stories that help you see through misleading statements and half-truths. Also, check out their sections on business, travel, art and culture, plus their mind and body section is available for your health. It's a complete newspaper for a complete life, giving you positive food for thought and facts for clarity. Try the Epic Times for just $1 for the first month by logging on to TrustedNewspaper.com. That's TrustedNewspaper.com. I know you'll like it. The Epic Times, TrustedNewspaper.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for TownHall.com. No matter how long this government shutdown lasts or how many more follow, 2020 will actually be a national security election, not an election, but shutdown. In the wake of Secretary of State Pompeo's and National Security Advisor Bolton's recent trips to the greater Middle East, we have to focus on the combustible situation in that region. It echoes that of the Balkans in the run-up to World War I. Of course, we also have the re-emergent threat from China, and yes, there's a new nuclear arms race. Since the fall of the Berlin Wall, we've gone from euphoria through catastrophe into confusion, one which led President Obama into the fantastical view that he could remake the world by ignoring its truths. 
We're back where we didn't expect to be again. Superpower competition at every level, often just under the kinetic phase. 2020 is going to be a national security election. The choice, more of Trump and his policies, or back to Obama-era make-believe. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu got an email last night from a lady in Florida who doubted my sincerity about Relief Factor until she tried it. She tried Relief Factor. In her case, it took her almost three weeks, and she woke up pain-free. Relief Factor was the answer she's been looking for. This makes the, the my 60 seconds uh, to tell you about Relief Factor some of the happiest times of my day, because I know people are going to get the relief that they've been craving. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen or prescription drugs. Physicians created Relief Factor as a crucial way to support the body's fights against aches and pains. So no matter your age, maybe you're just too sore after a great workout at the gym, or if you're like me and you're of a certain age and you want to start dealing with the aches and pains of life, give Relief Factor a try. The three-week quick start is $19.95. Try it for three weeks. It's $19.95. Decide if it's for you or not. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relief Factor. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The uh, Andrea K Show. Uh, I was just looking up at the news. I guess the farmer's insurance is open. It, uh, farmer's insurance open is coming here to San Diego. Um, I, I, your thoughts, DJ Carrot Sticks, on going and watching golf? I mean, I got a lot of friends of mine that go every year. Well, that's the big one here yeah. at Torrey Pines every year. Yeah, at Tiger Woods, I guess was paired with some dude named Shofalafel or whatever it is. It's like I don't even know the I don't even know who golfers are. Yeah, golf is very hard to watch on TV. I think once I think going there, it's a little bit more of an event, and you kind of get caught up and yeah. cheering and stuff. But I know it's hard to watch on TV. But that's a that's one of the big things here in San Diego it brings in thousands yeah. of people. Well, after what happened in the Saints game yesterday, I think there I think what few fans the NFL had left. Uh, at least in New Orleans, might about to be gone because it it, it was really bad. That maybe if call. they put one of the referees out on the green and people could whack their golf balls that try to hit the go- the the ref, they'd have more attendance. Well, you can go to Haydale's Bakery in the New Orleans area and get yourself a cookie. They put on the front of it that ref and said, "Take a bite out of the man who cost the Saints uh, the Super Bowl." Look, I you know I've said before I I didn't watch the game. I had family in town and. Y'all know that I love Drew Brees and the Saints, but I hate the NFL. And this is one reason, because there is no excuse for how you can have men and uh, fans and you know organizations dedicate this much time and effort to a professional pursuit and then have them be in a position to where it, something, and it, even, even if you don't believe that one play can cost a team a, a win, which it can, who remembers Hockley and the Chargers uh, years ago? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There, it was so bad, that game, they now even came up with the Hockley rule. This will end up causing the NFL to actually do something because when you can't have this happen in the NFL. You can't. Well, now that sport uh, betting is legal, I saw where one of the sports books said that they're honoring or they're giving the people's money back Yeah, who would have lost, but they felt so bad because the, you know, it was a bad call. Yeah. That they're they're actually giving their money back, and and I do believe that this was so egregious that it did affect the outcome of the game. Nobody can say that for sure, but it, it, a bad call or a bad non-call can completely change the momentum of a game. It can cost a it can t- cost a team a win, and this isn't this isn't week two. Um, but anyway, a lot of outrage tonight. So to my to my peeps down in in New Orleans, uh, you know, 
I, I get where, where you are at. They're so outraged. They, they told that ref he was no longer invited to Mardi Gras. They withdrew Mardi Gras from him, man. That's the way we roll. I forgot to mention Rachel Bovard. I don't know if you heard this, and I, I need to verify this story, but I saw reports that a California teacher was not allowed to leave a, a Guatemala hospital after breaking his neck until he paid his bill. Maybe that's what we need to do with immigrants coming in this country. You hop our fence and, and pop a baby out, not only are you not going to get birthright citizenship, you're going to get smacked with a bill. That's what we need to start doing in this country. Why are we letting these people, there's, a, there's another caravan on its way here right now because they know what's going on in this country, that they're going to get away with it. They're going to get to come in here and get what, what we don't get in their countries. We don't get to go into their countries and run up hospital bills and skip. We got to pay it because that's the way it should be. Um, and today is MLK Day. And, you know, as I, as I got on Twitter this morning and started reading so much from the left about MLK Day, I actually tweeted out myself that I needed to reread his I Have a Dream speech because I'm not familiar with the parts. If, if, you, if you see what the Democrats are saying today, it, it, Martin Luther King must have hated whites and Jews. He must have uh, been promoting universal health care and other Marxist um, policies and been warning about government shutdowns back in his day. I didn't remember that as part of the Martin Luther, Martin Luther King legacy. What his legacy was supposed to be about was about judging people on the content of the character, not the color of their skin, and about equality, none of which is at play today with the Democrats. The Democrats are open right now, declaring that white men in this country, white men in this country are bad. Don Lemon said the, threat, the, the, worst, the worst thing that we face, I can't, he might have even said the greatest threat to this country right now is white men. We've got Gillette, the old, the old skincare a uh, razor company being accused of promoting male toxicity. We've also got the outright open anti-Semitism on the part of the left. One of the, one of the Women's March founders did an interview with Margaret Hoover in which she said Jews are white supremacists. And she said the Jews, some Jews would even agree to that. Martin Luther King was not anti-Jew. In fact, Here's a quote that's been attributed to Martin Luther King. Peace for Israel means security, and we must stand with all of our might to protect its right to exist, its territorial integrity. I see Israel, and never mind saying it, as one of the great outposts of democracy in the world and a marvelous example of what can be done, how desert land almost can be transformed into an oasis of brotherhood and democracy. Peace for Israel means security, and that security must be a reality. Where in the Democrat Party do you see this sentiment today? You don't see it with those two Muslim congresswomen, one who was dancing around in the Palestinian flag. We had a guy running for Congress here in San Diego who actually went back to, to a group in New York City, New Jersey, raising money and said that he was going to represent Palestine if he got, if he got into, uh, into office. We've got the Democrat Party buddying up to Louis Farrakhan, who referred to Jews as termites. So there is absolutely nothing about Martin Luther King and his legacy, in my opinion, that in any way matches the Democrats. Some people are about saying today, well, he was a Republican. I don't know. I I don't know if he was a Republican or Democrat. But what I do know is that there's nothing about the hatred towards white people and towards Jews that are prevalent in the Democrat Party today. And there was nothing that I can find on record about him promoting communism in this country. He wanted freedom. That's what he wanted. He wanted freedom. He wanted equality. And let me tell you, there is nothing about equality going on in the Democrat Party today. There's, you, you can't say you're promoting equality when you're promoting the oppression of certain groups in this country like you are. When you are targeting Christian bakeries and trying to deny them their religious freedoms. 
while, oh, by the way, saying that if you want, if you don't want refugees brought here from terrorist countries, that you're Islamophobic and you're hating certain religions. Liberalism is about the unequal treatment of people under the false quest for equality. Nothing about the Democrat Party today resembles MLK's legacy, who was absolutely a great man, an incredible voice, and I think he would be ashamed of what the Democrats are doing today. I thank you all for being here. I'm going to be right back tomorrow night. Yeah, 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 I'm going to be back every night this week. 6 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow night. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook, and have a great night. Love you all.